There are only 163 shopping days until Christmas. I would expect it will be at least a month before the stores start playing Christmas music and start putting their displays out. Uh, so I wanted to beat them uh, to the punch this morning by proclaiming that we've got the Christmas spirit already. In fact, to say I hope it never left and that it never leaves us. Remember how uh, we felt for those of you who had the opportunity to be here with family and friends on this past Christmas Eve or were someplace at a service on Christmas Eve 201 days ago uh, as we sang Silent Night, Holy Night, and this sanctuary was lit up with candlelight on that dark night. But it was more than candlelight that make, made this place shine, that makes us shine. It was a sense of being close to God, a sense of connection that made us warm and lit up no matter how cold and how dark it might have been outside on that night. Do you know that you can feel that feeling all year long? Remember when you left, if you went to a Christmas Eve service, when you left and out into the night, those carols were singing, your heart was alive. You have permission to feel that, not just on one night of the year. You have permission to feel that sense of a living God, that close presence of a living God with you every day of the year. In fact, it's our calling to do that. And you know what it feels like. You see it in people in your life, in others, people who others wonder, what has got into them? What makes them shine so brightly? You know those sort of people? Now, you know that uh, we've been talking about upcoming mission projects in the church. We'll be going to Somerville on August 12th. We're going up to Maine in October, and we're going to Puerto Rico in January. And I hope that some of you will be involved in one or all of those project opportunities. But as I was thinking about that, I think about the folks in Puerto Rico I know who are so alive in the spirit. These are not people who are celebrating the success, uh, the fame, the riches that God has poured out upon them. In difficult situations, in the heat of the weather down there, in the heat of the difficulty and challenges they face, they rejoice because they feel it on the inside. They feel the spirit of a living God within them. It's like the prophet Jeremiah shared, as Graham read from the 31st chapter of Jeremiah, said God was going to do, take the law from the tablets of stone, take God's promise and put it within people. A God that would make all things new, all things possible. What hope that brings when people, when we come to believe that with God, things can be made new. With God, things are possible that might seem impossible to us today. 
That's important for us to recognize in our individual lives. That's important for us to recognize in the lives of our nation, in the life of our world. It's a new covenant. It's a new deal. It's a new arrangement that God makes with God's people that we celebrate on Christmas, that God makes with us when a Savior is born for the world, but yes, for us. It's like the difference between a marriage license and a marriage itself. A few weeks ago, I signed a marriage license. If you've ever seen one, they're not very exciting. They're very legalistic. Uh, sure, it describes, it defines two people getting married. But where is the love? Where is the passion? It's not on that piece of paper. It's shared within the hearts and the minds and the souls of those two people who have got married. Or it's like a baptism certificate. The one I just gave uh, to Kelly and Christine. I put it together from the computer. It's pretty nice. But is that really, those words on that paper, what this baptism is all about? It's about a love that these two mothers share with their son. It's about a, a, a God that pours love upon this family. These vows that were just shared, how they come alive in the moment-by-moment -moment life that Beckham will take on in the years to come. And as cute and wonderful as Beckham is, he is going to have good days and he will have bad days as well. Isn't it good to know that he has mothers that are going to be with him, not only in the good days, but on the bad days as well? That's the type of God that we need to know in our life. A God born for us, with us, not on tab a, a promise on tablets of stone, but in our very hearts, in our minds, in our souls, a God that's with us, born for us, every day of the, our lives. That's the God we need in this world we live in today. It's only through this sort of knowledge of God's love that we can come to believe that we can do the things we need to do in the name of God, that there is no mountain too high, that there are no valleys too low, that there is nothing that we can't walk through. That all things are possible with God. Now that is crazy talk. But that crazy talk is the message of Christmas itself. That is what the Christmas story is all about. Remember what we heard in the first chapter of Matthew? There, Mary is engaged to Joseph, not living together. And she is found, I love that word, found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. Surprise! Anything is possible with God. That's the message that the, we want to hear through that scripture passage. Joseph is about to dismiss her quietly. But an angel comes to Joseph, Joseph and says, Do not be afraid. The child is from the Holy Spirit. Surprise! Anything is possible with God. And you know what, Joseph? This, this son you're going to call Jesus... God with us, 
And he will save his people. Surprise! Anything is possible with God. And all this took place to fulfill what the prophets have been saying all along. We have a God of surprises. We have a God that is continually with this, with us. And because of this good news, anything is possible. That's the story. That's the message of Christmas. That's what God wanted to get across to us when God brought a Savior to be born for us. Surprise, I love you, even you. I'm not pointing to anyone directly. Even me. God loves me and you despite our faults and failings and flailings. God loves us no matter who we are. That's the message of Christmas, that surprise of an amazing grace that is alive for me and for you. In the lives of our church and in our individual lives, it takes us making faithful decisions today to ensure that we're going to follow God's call tomorrow. It's like when I was, I was thinking about this to Puerto Rico when I was writing the sermon, thinking about the mission trip, a mission trip, one of the mission trips I was on to Puerto Rico, and about how in this one instance I was helping the foreman of that job, Miguel, build a wall. And we had this uh, string tied between these two pieces of wood that was helping us uh, keep that wall straight. And I was putting bricks next to that string and up to about the fifth or sixth row. Miguel had been away for a while. Someone came back with a level. I hate levels. Someone came back with a level and um, everything was going fine until then and I guess uh, our, uh, my line was a little off and uh, it took me about a few hours to take that wall back down again and to start over again uh, but we did it with Miguel's help, we did it and let me tell you, every time I worked on a wall from that time on, that level was close by and I checked and, uh, or when, whoever was working with me, I made sure checked over and over again as we built this wall. I tell you that story because just like that wall, we can build our lives in unfocused or distracted ways and quickly find them out of balance. We might, we might look at shock at some of the situations that we can find ourselves in at times. But along the way, choices and decisions were made that led us to that point. We all know our life today is the result of, of, of the attitudes and the choices of our past and our life tomorrow will be the result of the attitudes and the choices we have and we make today. Now, not everything is in our control, but our attitude, our cho the choice we make about the attitude we take on in life is our choice. The message of Christmas is not to wait 
for tomorrow to let God's Spirit take control of your life. To give you a new perspective on life, the, the message of Christmas in July is not to wait for Christmas in December to let the light of Christ shine from your life. To let the living, incarnate love of God be shown in your life. So that when, like I said, children are driving by looking out the window, or, or people come to meet you, people you live with, people you live around, people you work with, people who are friends and family, even people who are enemies, they will come to know a love incarnate from God because they know an unconditional love from you. Check today to see what type of life that you want to build to see how you will shine. Do you feel that spirit moving within you? Do you feel that spirit moving within our church? Don't, and sometimes we try to analyze things too much. We oftentimes do that too much in our society. Like, we might analyze, why would we have Christmas in July? Don't analyze it too much. Sometimes we analyze God right out of the equation, the spirit of the living God, Christ's spirit, the spirit that shines on Christmas, the spirit that shines in July, shines every day. Do you feel it? Will you let it guide your life? Will, it let you, will you let it guide this church? These are the questions that we're called to answer each day. These are the questions that we're called to answer each moment of our life. Will you let the light of Christ shine as brightly in July as you will in December? Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we thank you for that Christmas spirit that lives in us and with us and through us. We thank you, whether it's in the cold of December or in the warmth of July, for light that shines, that overwhelms, that darkness that so often threatens to overwhelm us. Help us to build lives block by block, moment by moment, that shows we believe we have a Savior born for us that we believe that there is a love that is for each and every person on this world. No matter who they are, no matter where they live, no matter what they look like, no matter what they act like, God, Jesus sent a Savior for the world. Help us to remember that we are not God, that God is our God, that, and help us to be guided by that light, today, tomorrow, and forever. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And in the spirit of today, as we think about how we are messengers of God, let us stand and sing, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, on page 240.
of your red hymn. Sing it loud so people can hear. They're walking by right now. You can see them almost out that door.